Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. I hear they're trying to ban the mechanical bull. All I have to say is, come and get it. You're going to have to pry that mechanical bull from between my cold, dead knees. It's high noon for Thursday, March 11th, 2021. Follow the podcast on Gab and Parlor at I'm Your Moderator. Or join us, won't you, on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm Your Moderator. That's the information stream. Or you can join the discussion at t.me slash be reasonable discussion. And check out www.cancelcotour.com. Now, today is the 50th full day of Barack Obama's third term, as served by the half-dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist dummy, fake proxy president, Joe Biden, who is overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party and will gladly tell the nation tonight whatever they want him to say. As if... He is Ron Burgundy. Just put it in his teleprompter and he will do his best to make those words come out of his mouth. He can't read and think at the same time. He is also the patriarch of what may well be the most corrupt and deplorable family in American history, as well as being the father of one of the most despicable sons to ever be born. So congratulations, America. You're only a couple of weeks away from pretending Kamala Harris is the president, even though she hasn't won anything either. Joe Biden is going to attempt to give a speech tonight and address the nation. I think he may be doing it from whichever Oval Office they're using today. So there's certainly no sign of this national embarrassment coming to an end before it gets worse, though I wish there was. We're just going to have to watch the speech and react properly, which is by texting every communist we know and saying, hey, did you know this about the person You voted for? Oh, hey, did you know that they're voting against guns? And they're letting hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants just come on in without COVID testing them? Did you know that, communist? Did you know that they just plan to spend $1.9 trillion of money that we don't have 
on bailouts for states, bailouts for unions, billions and billions in foreign aid, and 9% for COVID relief. 9%. Even 10% goes to the big guy. But the big guy is content with giving you only 9%. Uh, In full seriousness, they really did, as I've been saying for nine months, they really did put the money in there to bail out unions and pension funds and states that treated their economies terribly. And as I said a couple of weeks ago, they're planning to dish this money out based on the unemployment rates. So the states with the highest unemployment rates get the most money. In some way, that may seem intuitive to people. Like, yeah, aren't we trying to, you know, solve the problem for the people who are unemployed? And yes, if you don't actually think about things, that certainly does make sense. But if you do think about things, then you know that these states have the highest unemployment rates because they have been enforcing the strictest lockdown measures. And they're still doing it. And they don't have science. They don't have data. They don't even have the law on their side. Some of these governors have gotten legal smackdowns over the last few months, and then they just find another place to push the responsibility for the lockdowns. And then they implement the same policies again. I was in a uh, convenience store yesterday. And, you know, whenever I'm in a store now, even if I'm like putting on a mask just because I want to run in and run out and don't feel like uh, dealing with it, I will ask them like, hey, how long are you guys going to keep this mask thing going for? Oh, and by the way, I walk in without a mask on and then I'll put it on if they ask me. But I'll say at the end, like, how long are you guys going to keep this up for? And. Yesterday, the clerk at this convenience store, it was a younger kid, maybe 25, and he was like, well, we're following uh, the CDC guidelines and that the corporation, I was in a 7-Eleven, the corporation is actually the ones making this decree that the corporation, regardless of the policies within different states and localities, the corporation is going to keep making them wear masks. Now that is a little bit unnerving, okay? Because as we've seen with the CDC, and if you've listened to any of the episodes this week, you'll have heard me talk about what the CDC guidances are, all the mistakes the CDC has made, all the lies they've made, uh, the ways that they have manipulated data to look like certain Uh, policies are advisable when they just aren't and they aren't supported by the data as masks and lockdowns are not. The CDC still goes and says whatever they want. And so what that does, if you kind of play this out a little bit, right? So a corporation tells all their branches, all their franchises, that they have to wear masks despite what the rules are or what the laws are or what policy is in a particular state, they still have to do it. And then they base that stuff on the CDC, which should not have any authority to tell us what we can and cannot do, right? But the CDC makes their recommendation and then the corporation follows it. And of course, it's not only 7-Eleven, any, you know, nationwide brand, gas stations, coffee shops, subway, you know what I mean? All of those, if that's their policy as well, then the CDC can put, can say really whatever they want. And right now there's genuinely nothing there that's supported by science and data for these mitigations, these restrictions, right? There's nothing there, but they get to say whatever they want call it science, then the corporation follows it and forces the customer to comply. And if you go to enough of these places over a day or over a week and you have to do this in every other place, 
then it doesn't matter that the mask mandates are gone. It doesn't matter about the science or anything else. It only matters that you have to do what the CDC says. And they're going to enforce that on you top down. And then they're going to make 25-year-old convenience store cashiers tell you what you have to do to shop in their store. These places should just start putting on the on the window outside, like rather than their little wear a mask illustrations, how cute they try to be with it. Instead of that, just say, people who don't agree with masking are not welcome here. Because that's the message that they're actually sending. And that would be more honest. Because it's got nothing to do with the science and nothing to do with the data. And if your customers are scared and you're worried that they're not going to come back to your store if you don't have the mask policies still in place, then you're complicit in the communism. There's no excuse for what's happening right now. And there's no excuse for business owners who are not opening their businesses in full so long as they are not putting their business license or their liquor license or whatever else in jeopardy. If you're in a place where you are not in jeopardy for doing that, you have to open in full. No masks, no limits on capacity, open your business. If the customers complain, let them complain. You're already losing business now by the economy being so bad and you're helping to put the country in a deep, deep hole. People need to understand that if they want to feel like they can go everywhere, then some of the places they go, people won't be wearing masks and that's okay. If they feel unsafe, they don't have to go out of the house. The rest of us feel unsafe by having to live in a communist regime with a dead guy who is pretending to be in the office of president while having not been legitimately elected. And then no one cared about rampant, obvious election fraud. I would imagine that that makes at least 100 million Americans feel unsafe. But that's not good enough, is it? So the brain-dead communist usurper is going to stand in front of the country, or perhaps he'll be sitting, and he is going to read something. He has no idea what. He doesn't believe in any of the things it says because he genuinely has no moral or political core whatsoever. And if you haven't woken up to that fact, I don't know what's wrong with you. I can give you articles from very, very progressive outlets that talk about Joe Biden's rampant corruption. We pretend that those don't exist, but the corruption stories for Joe Biden have been going on for his entire life. Also during that time, he has been a racist and totally responsible for the 94 crime bill that he always brags about having written. His mentor was a grand Kliegel and exalted Cyclops in the, I don't know how, to communists, the D after his name simply erases that. But I'm sure he'll be all hopped up on Mountain Dew, or maybe Hunter will bring him the meth pipe. Where is Hunter, by the way? Doesn't he have an art show or something? And Joe will say all the things that make elder millennial basic bitches and Bernie bros have that special feeling inside. If any of them actually bother watching it, which if trends hold, they will not. No one watches anything Joe Biden does. But he's going to say a bunch of things that make them feel special. 
And of course, they will because the speech was written by the same sort of woke communist millennial. And I'm sure that he will struggle at times and otherwise slowly read through this thing. It will be embarrassing or it should be embarrassing. But the truth is these people don't care. They just don't care. They got their way and they get to be mean to you. Those are the only two things that they care about. They just need their worldview confirmed and their, their superior morality confirmed. And that's it. That's all they need. So Joe can probably give that to them tonight. I wonder, I assume he'll actually do the speech. I don't know why they're letting him. They're about to send Kamala Harris on like a countrywide tour so that she can visit all of the zero people that voted for her in the primary. I, what they're doing is unbelievable. They're going to try to replace Joe Biden. That is certain. And it's becoming more and more obvious every day. Kamala follows him around. She makes his phone calls with foreign leaders. That's bananas. I'm starting to wonder, actually, if Joe Biden's even allowed to talk to them like legally or something. <laughs> Maybe there's just a lot of them out there that are like, hey, you're not really the president. Put us on with the uh, put us on with the, the female communist. But for whatever reason, I'm going to watch the speech and you should watch the speech. I mean, I guess we got to know what's going on, right? Know exactly how bad this is going to be for everyone. See how the narrative changes and see how you might be able to respond to communists who you talk to and think it's okay. It's great to be able to say, did you see this and this and this in his speech? And then they'll say no because they didn't watch the speech. And that's when you should probably say, hey, don't you think that it might be worth your time to know what you're talking about if you're going to spend your days telling everyone they're hateful and that you just saved the world by voting for a communist who is overwhelmingly compromised by China. That is a wonderful conversation to have. Go ahead and try it. All right, so Fox News uh, yesterday published an article uh, that is just the most glaring example of the pathetic state of things, particularly among uh, men 40 and under and, you know, Biden voters, obviously. Cancel culture strikes again. Mumford and son banjoist steps away from band after praising anti Antifa book. So first off, now they're going after the banjo player of a band for letting other people know that he read a book. Got it? Again, that's not even... That, there's nothing else to say about that other than that is fascism. Okay? What difference is there between that and what Nazis were doing? Now people are not allowed to read a book by a guy who has actually studied Antifa for the last five years. You can't read that book or else you can be canceled for letting people know you read that book. You can be out of your job. Big band, Mumford and Sons. This guy's job is being in that band. They tried to cancel him for a book. He didn't write it. He read it. This article is by Brian Flood, Fox News again. Uh, cancel culture strikes again. Mumford and Sons banjoist Winston Marshall announced he would step away from the popular band after backlash over simply complimenting an anti-Antifa book by conservative author Andy No. Quote, over the past few days, I've come to better understand the pain caused by the book I endorsed. I have offended not only a lot of people I don't know, but also those closest to me, including my bandmates. And for that, I am truly sorry. As a result of my actions, I am taking time away from the band to examine my blind spots, Marshall said in a statement. For now, please know that I realize how my endorsements have the potential to be viewed as approvals of hatred, divisive behavior. I apologize as this was not my intention. 
Oh, no shit, man. Every normal person in the world knows that was not your intention. The people who are pretending it was are Nazis. Okay? This is the most bitch-ass thing I have ever seen a man do, I think. This is pathetic. Like, also, this is a symbol of what the quote-unquote artist community has become. People with no spine, no sense of self, no perspective on the world. You're not an artist, okay, bro? You play the banjo, that's awesome. Your band's okay, wonderful. You just said that posting a picture of a book online that you liked is the sort of action that means you have to step away from your job and take time to work on your blind spots, you pussy. You liked the book. You can't take that back. You can apologize for posting the picture, but you can't take back the fact that you like the book. All right? And the reason you like the book is because it's probably, knowing Andy knows reporting, though I haven't read the book, very good and very eye-opening because the mainstream media doesn't tell you anything about what Antifa is. This book is important, clearly, or they wouldn't be upset about it. Antifa is a domestic terrorist organization funded by foreign countries and billionaires who want to destroy the United States. That is a fact, okay? People should be holding that book up and be like, look, I know what this is now and I'm going to stand against it for the rest of my life. That's what should be happening. Instead, your bitch ass read a book to open your mind and to teach you something about what's actually happening out there and you had to apologize for it and then you did. This is like masky bitchness times 200. This is unbelievable. I've offended not only a lot of people I don't know, first of all, not possible. And why do you care? You offended people you don't know. No, they got offended. They offended themselves because that's what they do. They have nothing else in life. They have no character. They have no ambition. They are on someone else's free ride. And they are trying to attain power by destroying other people. There is nothing else to it. And the fact that you offended the people closest to you by doing that means that those people aren't close to you. I talked about this yesterday. If your bandmates and your quote unquote friends aren't okay with you reading a book that they think they disagree with, even though they haven't read it. Those aren't your friends. Those aren't anybody's friends. I said this months ago. It's more true now. You have to really be careful with talking to people who are communists and from surrounding yourself with people who are communists. Not because it's not worth it to try to change their minds. It is. And I hope they do change their minds. I'm not saying that anyone should hurt them or cancel them or anything else. But just know that if the chips are down, they will straight up turn you in. Okay? Your closest friends. This is how this commie's closest friends act. And you know what? Commies, you probably got this worse. Because the truth is you're going to be the easiest ones to turn in because you were supposed to be faithful to the communist cause and because you have more commies around you who are totally down to turn you in. So think about that one. Back to the article. In a now deleted tweet that sparked outrage, outrage, 
Marshall congratulated No for writing Unmasked Inside Antifa's Radical Plan to Destroy Democracy. Marshall, who had less than 8,000 followers as of Wednesday morning, called the book important and praised the conservative author. First of all, Andy No is not even a conservative author. Andy No is just a journalist who covers Antifa and street violence. Finally, you had time to read your important book. You're a brave man, Marshall wrote in the now-deleted tweet. It appears he has deleted all of his previous tweets, too, as only the, apology, uh, only the apology remains on his timeline. Okay, so he's complimenting someone for being a brave man and standing up to the mob by writing an important book. And after he got attacked by the mob, he ran crying like a little... I was going to say girl, but you can't say that. Can I say sparkle gender? If you're a sparkle gender, you're probably small. So he ran away like a little sparkle gender. And yes, sparkle genders are probably scared of everything. If they weren't, why would they have to invent a gender to protect themselves and gain power? Marshall's apology was widely mocked by conservatives who accused him of caving to liberal social justice warriors. Well, add another one to the total. Over the past few years, Noe has gained national attention over his reporting on Antifa violence in Portland, Oregon. Noe is also the editor-at-large of The Post Millennial. He appeared to comment on the situation via Twitter, but didn't mention the musician by name. I grieve for those who are made to suffer because they dare to read my work or talk to me. The danger of Antifa and their allies is not only their willingness to carry out or support maiming, killing, and terrorism, but also how they close curious minds from independent thought. No did not respond for additional comment. You don't need additional comment. He said it perfectly. That's exactly right, man. You know how much... Well, first of all, I only get a minor dose of it, but... And it honestly... In a sense, it doesn't bother me because I'm actually happy that people have come out of the closet with their true feelings and with their true character to me. But it's not fun to actually find out that people who you thought you had a mutual respect for or that you even just, you know, liked seeing and saying hello to and making small talk with, having some jokes, whatever it is, right? It's not fun to find out that those people will stick a knife in your back for finding out that you offended others in a minor way. You didn't offend them. They will pretend that they are offended on other people's behalf. But the key there is that they're actually pretending to be offended on other people's behalf, not their own. They're not even speaking for themselves. They feel like they are in such a lofty position in life with their privilege and all their very interesting college knowledge I didn't mean for that to rhyme. And by the way, I'm not insulting college. College used to actually provide knowledge. These people don't have it or they wouldn't have these political opinions. But they're being offended for someone else. That is demeaning. And that's what they do. They place themselves so high up. They say everybody else, everybody else is so demoralized and so like put upon and oppressed and bad and they can't do anything and they'll never amount to anything until I say they should be helped. Okay, Spartacus. Thank you for saving those people who you've never met and who probably do not want your help. And if they do need and want help, they don't want it at the price you pay, which is their dignity. Fucking communist, man. Unbelievable. Like the most immoral, immoral social system imaginable. And it gets worse and worse. You can see it more and more clearly. The more they implement this stuff, they go on and they go on and they go on. And it just gets worse and worse and worse until no one lives with dignity. Not even the people at the top because they know Anything that goes outside the limits of what they're allowed to say and do means that they're done too. So that's not dignity. Only being able to act a certain set of ways is not dignity. Freedom is dignity. 
Now, a small but interesting story from yesterday that I saw right after I finished recording. Joe Biden's name is not going to be on the stimulus checks that we are told are going out at some point. And the first reaction is, who cares? That doesn't matter, which is fine. And the second reaction is, well, Donald Trump put his name on last year and he got some blowback for it. People were saying that he was an egomaniac and he just wanted everybody to know that it was the money was coming from him, even though it wasn't, quote unquote, where obviously we can see now that, yes, it was. Yes, Trump actually did push for that. Yes, he got it across the finish line. They were talking about six hundred dollars back in December. Trump said two thousand. It ain't six hundred dollars anymore. They're trying to limit people wherever they can. But Trump made that go up. No one else. So people were, you know, doing their thing about Trump last year, as they always do, figuring out a way that they can accuse Trump of being terrible for some reason. And then they just go with it. But interestingly, they didn't. They tried this story, but it didn't work. They tried to say that it would hold up the process of the checks going out. Right. And that was debunked. And then they just went with the ego story. Because they couldn't properly convince anyone that Trump's signature was holding up their checks. So Biden's not going to have his name on the checks. And a reporter asked about it. Guess what answer? The reporter got because it's going to hold up the checks. Well, wait a second. We know that's not true. We know that's not true. So why are they lying about that issue? And that is what they're doing. They are using an excuse to cover up the real reason. And they used an excuse that we already know is false. That's a massive oversight. But these people are very, very dumb because the only people who listen to them are very, very dumb. And that's why all of them are communists. But the White House has now basically told us that there is a reason for Joe Biden's name to not be on the checks and that they don't want to tell us the reason. It would have been really, really easy for them to use the Trump thing last year. Well, you know, Joe Biden's a little more dignified and he didn't think it would be right to put his own name on it since it's really coming from the country, from the other taxpayers. That's who was helping you out. They could have tried that one. I mean, that one wouldn't have worked, really. But at least it would have been a cover. Instead, they just came out and admitted, essentially, like, hey, there's something really going on back here. You guys should uh, definitely not look. Now, obviously, there's a couple things that that could be in the speculative world where we are not eternally cursed with Joe Biden. It could be that he's not president. And I still call me stupid. That's fine. Call me crazy. Still hard to believe that he actually is. And I don't mean believe it like I can't wrap my head around it. I mean, I really don't think that he is. It doesn't seem like he is. I guess we'll maybe know more tonight. But he didn't win the election, and they all know it. That's the part you never, never can forget. You got to remember that all these people telling you all this bullshit actually do know what happened. Like when Jake Tapper does his thing, and all the other reporters do the same thing. They just do the line. Well, Bill Barr said there was absolutely no proof of election fraud that would change the result. And uh, the and CISA says that it was the safest election in history. Well, those are both content free explanations. And I won't debunk them again now. I've done it before. But. Those two statements aren't true, and that's where their argument ends. They never have another thing, right? Because there is no other thing. There's no way that they can claim themselves that there's no chance there was massive election fraud. They would be lying, 
And they choose not to say those things. That's not how they communicate. They don't talk about their own personal opinions. They pretend that these are the consensus opinions, and I'm merely the mouthpiece for the consensus. That's how they act. They're obviously not the mouthpiece for any consensus. But that's what they do. That's how they communicate. That's why it's effective. But they know, and it matters that they know, because that means that they are complicit in it. Okay? That's why it matters. And I know that sounds like you're connecting all the pieces of red yarn in the meme from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I understand. But think about how many people out there know for a fact, a fact, that there was election fraud. Are we to pretend that all of these people around the country who have made it impossible to get forensic audits in so many places where they are desperately needed, are we going to pretend they don't know there was election fraud? Or that they're just, you know, using the legal process to their benefit. Even if that's the case, that's still totally immoral. Because the issue is whether or not we still have a country. But no, I don't believe that Joe Biden is legitimately the president. And I'm saying that as literally as I can. But also, there's a chance that if he is not literally the president, then they don't have access to this money that they are pretending to send out. I wonder where exactly those checks are going to come from and what they're going to say, and I'm going to keep my eye on that. I will not be at all surprised if the payments are actually delayed, and then what we're going to hear is a very, very nonsense excuse about why it's been delayed for a week and then two weeks. Even though this is already, in most people's eyes, a two-month delay because Joe Biden was saying that he was going to do this immediately. Well, that didn't happen. And speaking of rampant election fraud, boom, segue. This article out of the excellent, excellent website, thenationalpulse.com, Revealed emails show Zuckerberg-funded group overruling election officials accessing mail-in ballots before election. In in new bombshell revelations, investigations reveal the $1.6 million spent in the city of Green Bay led to, quote, the infiltration of the November presidential elections by liberal groups and Democratic activists, end quote, according to the group. The Zuckerberg-funded Center for Tech and Civic Life, CTCL, placed Michael Spitzer Rubenstein as the city's point man for the organization's efforts in the Wisconsin city, who has previously worked for Democratic candidates and interned for a, quote, fiercely liberal Democrat from the New York City Council. He attempted to assist Green Bay election officials in curing absentee ballots that were returned to the city clerk due to errors and inaccuracies. Can we help with curing absentee ballots that are missing a signature or witness signature address? He wrote to Green Bay City Clerk Chris Teske in an October 7th email. And they have the email there. While the city clerk declined Spitzer Rubenstein's offer, the office of the city's Democratic mayor applied pressure. The grant mentors would like to meet with you to discuss further the ballot curing process. Please let them know when you're available. Mayor Eric Jenrick's chief of staff demanded of the city clerk. On the ground, emails revealed local officials, quote, growing frustration with the mayor, his chief of staff, the city's ad hoc elections committee, and the nonprofit interlopers who were making themselves at home in Green Bay Election Administration, end quote. As you know, I am very frustrated along with the city clerk's office. I don't know what to do anymore. I'm trying to explain the process, but it isn't heard. I don't feel I can talk to the mayor after the last meeting you, me, Celestine, and the mayor had, even though the door is supposedly open, the city clerk wrote to Green Bay Finance Director Diana Ellenbecker in late August. I don't understand how people who don't have knowledge of the process can tell us how to manage the election, the city clerk added, before revealing her staff members were wanting to quit and felt, quote, ignored or bullied, end quote, by the mayor's office. 
Eventually, Teske could take no more. On October 22nd, she wrote in an email that she was taking a leave of absence. By the end of the year, she had officially resigned to take a similar position with the nearby community of Ashwabanon, I guess. Wisconsin Spotlight notes, adding that in her absence, CTCL Spitzer Rubenstein and his team ramped up their involvement in the upcoming election, leading just about every aspect of Green Bay's election administration. The KI Convention Center at Green Bay's Hyatt Regency was where the election team decided to locate the city's central count and where the absentee ballots were stored late in the game. That's very interesting that they moved the location. Central Count originally was to be at City Hall, but space limitations and COVID-19 concerns forced the move to the convention center. At one point, a city official, after talking with a representative from the National Vote at Home Institute, that's where Spitzer Rubenstein is from, was brainstorming about how the city could live stream Central Count at City Hall so that elections observers do not enter the building, the Wisconsin Spotlight adds. Now, that is awful. Okay. So let's break down two things here. First, the first one is obvious getting the election observers out of the room and having them watch on live stream is another step toward allowing these people to do whatever they want in terms of getting the election result they want. The other part's a little less obvious, and this is something that I'm thinking of and You can decide whether or not you think I might be right. So we noticed in California and really everywhere that the Zuckerberg thing happened. The states ostensibly partnered with NBA, Major League Baseball, etc. to open up their arenas so that they could be used for voting. And they would call them vote centers, okay? And this is where tons and tons of people would vote. This is LeBron James's uh, More Than a Vote initiative, which is just a subsidiary of Rock the Vote, who has private access to the voting registry. Terrible, yes. But the LeBron centers were specifically so that felons could go vote in large numbers. That's not me saying it. That was their advertisement. Now, when you're told that a place is going to be filled with just released felons, do you feel like you want to go vote at that place? I don't. So I'm sure that that might have suppressed turnout in those voting centers to some extent. It certainly, if that was the only option in an in a uh, densely packed urban area, then that's the place where everybody goes. And so now everybody in that building on Election Day has overriding access to all of the ballots, not ballots from one precinct or a different precinct or a different precinct or a different precinct where places might do things differently. Now it's centralized so that there are less parts that a group like this has to try to come in and control. All right. They centralize everything. Now they have eyes on ballots, so many more ballots than they would have been able to have eyes on otherwise. Now, they would have had representatives at the precincts, and that's fine. You can say it would have been the same. Maybe it would, but that's a whole lot more holes for them to plug. This puts all of the control into the hands of people like this guy, Spitzer Rubenstein. CTCL Spitzer Rubenstein was also given keys to the room where the absentee ballots were stored, and a Hyatt Regency checklist instructed staff This is in quotes with capital letters. Do not unlock Grand Ballroom until Michael Spitzer Rubenstein is with security when unlocking the Grand Ballroom doors. A county clerk added that Spitzer Rubenstein would have four of the five keys to the KI Center's ballroom, quote, several days before the election, end quote, before informing the Wisconsin Elections Commission that she believed the central count location was quote, tainted by the influence of a person working for an outside organization affecting the election. And then we have the emails below. The National Pulse does, I should say. All of that is preposterous. All of that happened all around the country. This has to be illegal. 
It is definitely outside the law. The fact that no one in these states who knew about this stuff and they did know about it, the fact that none of them did anything, again, is treason. I will not be happy until every single congressman and senator at the national and state levels, every assemblyman, every uh, city council member, every county elections commissioner, every elections judge, every judge, every lawyer who fought it on the other side, every corporation that donated to this and all of the people in that organization that are tied to this and had knowledge of this, the mission's not over till then. This ain't about Trump and Biden. There is no forgiveness for anyone who failed to object to this fraudulent election in one way or another. And the people who supported this and told everybody else to shut up and lied in the press and repeated the lines about how there's no evidence, baseless claims, all of that, the Chris Christie's, the Romney's of the world, all of them, no deal, no forgiveness, no nothing. The only way you get forgiveness is if you come out as a whistleblower. That's it. Otherwise, the mission is to make sure none of these people ever hold public power again. This is the greatest crime in the history of the country. I imagine it's one of the greatest political crimes in the history of the world. I don't even think that that's overstating it. This is terrible. And this stuff is everywhere. This stuff was known in November and should have come out. We depend on other good Americans doing the right thing, following the laws as they were set up, because that's the only attempt there is to guarantee fairness and equal treatment under the law. These people didn't do that. They didn't care about it. And the reason they didn't care about it is because they had convinced themselves that the most important thing in the entire world was making sure that Donald Trump would go away. Well, you know what? You put a communist in office through cheating and Trump still isn't gone. So you lost twice and you're going to have to pay for it. And that's where it's going. Do not give up. This stuff is not over. This stuff is coming out more and more and more every day. It is a matter of time until the nation as a whole knows that the election was fraudulent. And at that point is when things begin to turn around. So keep sharing the truth. Do not lose hope. This is not going away and it's not going to have to wait until 2022. All right. The next election doesn't matter until this one gets straightened out. It's good to do all the, uh, all the work on the ground, get as many patriots as we can running and involved in politics. I love all that stuff. I'm not discouraging any of this. I'm saying there are two approaches and this is the other one. We have to let people know that this stuff is still coming out. The truth is going to come out one way or another. And the facts are the facts. The truth will be out there. Keep showing them. I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns do not work. And Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform is great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. 
It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack, I'm Your Moderator.substack.com, where you can donate, or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Acting as moderator for tonight's broadcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!